All right, here we are. Uh, episode 39. It's February the 13th for all you lovebirds out there. Um, yeah, so me and Sugar hanging out right now. How are you feeling, Sugar? Good. Simple and plain. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, so basketball, you know, is going on. Uh, it's been, you know, going on. It started later, but it's, you know, deep into it now with uh, me and you or me and Trevor watching the Knicks. But uh, with Mark Cuban, uh, Mark Cuban has been playing uh, the national anthem. He owns the Dallas Mavericks. So uh, basically, that caused the whole controversy or just like a conversation about like, you know, the whole situation with that. Uh, also, I haven't watched it yet. I, I've been a busy boy, busy, busy boy. But I know Shug is a huge Star, Star Wars fan. I'm a original Star Wars fan with the original series. Uh, but Mandalorian, actress uh, during the Mandal- in the Mandalorian uh, is in hot water or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're going to talk about it because that's what we do. And then, uh, of course, uh, every week we're talking about The Bachelor. And it's not just watching the episode. Other things are popping up now. Uh, we're going to talk about some real-life issues, too. Not just the uh, episode we're watching, which is episode five. So that's that's going to be uh, episode uh, 38, 39. Right All right, Chuck. So Nickelbacker. We're going to talk about the uh, Mark Cuban choosing not to play uh, the national anthem. And then Adam Silver came out with the uh, same words, like a mandate, um, basically saying like every team, every franchise has to play it, um, which is, it's it's something to talk about. So, uh, Shug, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, so, Mark, Cuban, like for the whole season, mind you, every team. So the Knicks last night played the 27 games. So every team's around like 25 to 30 games into this short end 72 game season. So, or like we're like a quarter of the way. So before I believe last Monday, the Mavericks didn't allow fans in the arena. And then that Monday, they they started to allow fans into the arena. And then somebody noticed that the Mavericks didn't play the national anthem before any of the games preceding this. And then Mark Cuban put out the statement. It was just like, yeah, we're not going to do it anymore. It just doesn't seem... It doesn't seem necessary. And it's something, especially when... Um, you know, the whole, um, the anthem, the national anthem protests and stuff like that started, you know, it was something that everybody, you know, the, the you know, everybody started questioning whether or not, you know, like, wh- why are we playing the anthem? And it just brings up so many different thoughts to me. Like, first of all, I thought it was good. Like, that was my initial reaction to it. Like, when I saw, like, the New York Post tweet that, and you know, the New York Post is kind of like the right wing. Um, news. Murdoch, pretty much. Fox yeah, yeah, like today they just put out. Um, you know, I'm not gonna get into it because it's it's a whole long thing. Like, 
this former yeah. this guy um this player was released from the um New York Rangers a couple of weeks ago because he had gotten into a scuffle with um the the goaltender um Alex Gorgiev and they got into a fight and they just you know released him because he was toxic because proceeding or not there was a rumor that he had taken the first career goal of like the Rangers um it's really exciting young black player Keandre Miller he took he stole his puck from his first goal and kept it and he um and it's also in line with like his father putting on a video saying like you know it's fine if like white people use the n-word and like D'Angelo himself is like a big like MAGA guy and he uh, tweets out misinformation about the coronavirus. So basically it was like this whole article like defending him and saying like it was it, like this whole shit is like a smear complex. This, this whole thing is like a smear campaign or, against him. But in reality, it's like, you know, it's one thing. Obviously, the Keandre, Keandre Miller puck thing is like a rumor, but. All the other stuff is not a rumor. All the other stuff, I mean, not that it's a rumor. It's just rumored to happen. It might have happened. Nobody knows whether it's fact or fiction. It can't be corroborated. But everything else is basically just like his words and his actions, like are speaking for himself. And it was like an article kind of defending them and saying like the that, here's the the part that that kicked me out. Um it said like the worst thing you could be called as a racist. And I'm like, or like the worst thing that could happen to you is, and I'm, I, and I'm not paraphrasing here. It said the worst thing you could be called or the worst thing that happened to you is to be called a racist. And I'm like, Oh no, probably being like on the receiving end of racism might be the worst thing to happen to you. But. Yeah. Cause you can, you don't have to be racist. <laughs> it's very easily. Oh, I'm not racist. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm, like, Oh, like racism is stupid. All right, cool. Like I'm, I'm not going to be racist. I'm not going to do that. But yeah, so I'm just, just to give background. So it's that. And then also they employ Phil Mushnick, who I've, of course, is like their resident, their resident racist. So that's where that newspaper, um, leans. And that was the first place where I saw, oh, Mark Cuban bans national anthem. Cause you know, they kind of got to like, you know, worded a certain way, and Slank. like my reaction, my 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 reply to it was just um, good, like just that good period, and I was just like, every team should follow suit. It just doesn't make any sense, like especially because I feel like over the last twenty years or so since September eleventh, like patriotism has just changed by definition to me from being like you know, showing, you know, showing love for your country and, you know, um, doing all that you can to love your country to just like, now it's just like, no, nah, I'm like more American than you. And I'm going to tell you how to be an American. Like, I, like, am I, 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 am I right? Uh, or am uh, I wrong? Like, literally like making an oath, like I, you know, like, you know, the whole, like we do the Pledge of Allegiance in uh, schools in America. Uh, they did that because of the Red Scare, 1954. Uh, and that's something I was, or around there. 
that was something I was going to bring up because, I mean, I've, I'm 30 now, so I can't really remember, but maybe you do, Mike. Like, didn't we have to do the National Anthem and the Pledge of Allegiance and all that shit? Like, every day when school well, started? Catholic school, I don't remember. Well, I, I don't, you know what? I'm, like, blocking it out now. I think we did, I did the Pledge of Allegiance. But for, for sure. I the, did, like, a, a prayer because, like, well. Well, we did that, prayer, too. Like, the, and, and for me. Hand. Yeah, I did this hand. For me in high school, do the yeah the, the thing, but like the pledge of allegiance, I always uh, yeah. joke. Like I remember one time I tweeted out, like I joked, I was like, "Isn't it kind of yeah. weird that we kind of have to like basically swear an oath to the country before we take advantage of like this federally funded like education?" Like that's what I thought of when I thought when of I, the pledge of allegiance. Yeah, what I say about that is like, um, okay, guys. People that are following, you know, I have, I always bring up, I always bring up the color green. You know, I'm kind of on the slanting with the uh, socialist thing um, or like something like that, where I'm like, whoever's in charge, there's a social contract. Okay. I'm going to either abide or I'm going to revolt, not revolt, but you know what I mean? Like be like adversarial to something you know so um so i will abide you know but if i see people getting not the same thing that i'm getting that's where we are that's where we are right now if someone's not getting the same amount of respect that maybe someone like me was getting rightfully so then i'm gonna like that's my whole thing you know does that make sense i don't know i look like i'm george carlin right now the thing but you get what i'm saying with the whole thing with does that make sense where uh you know the whole thing with the national like i'll 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 i agree i will uh i'll do your pledge of allegiance yes but if everyone is getting uh you know same amount of respect and stuff you know that's but i know i understand people who totally just don't disregard it and just don't want it you know but i'm in, in my position i'm just like okay if we make this work let's make it work but if not uh you know i understand people not into it yeah you know? and like I, I know like i said like the starting point kind of was like september 11th and i remember like you know obviously the country like it's 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 a tragedy something that has affected the whole country and brought us all together and i think and i just remember like god bless america and all that stuff and i remember the yankees you know playing that and then i remember the world series and the emotions and stuff there and i was 2001 and then i started really like going to baseball games in like 2004 like going to like a bunch during the season i was like when i got fully immersed into the sport and I remember, like, the seventh inning, every game, like, the, you know, they play God Bless America. And I'll be sitting there, I'm like, they're still doing this? Like, it's been, like, three years. And it's, like, fast forward now, 2021, it's like, they're still doing it. And it's just, like, it's kind of like to me for sure it ain't even like to say like yeah we're really like celebrating our country and it's like to me like to celebrate your country is just to be a good 
American citizen and then also just being a good ambassador for the nation like when you travel and not being that asshole American when you go to like Cancun or you go to like Europe or, or your vacation in like Jamaica like that's that's to me what being a good American and being a good patriot is to being is, is to be a good representation of your country but I think now with like the MAGA stuff and and Trump and all this shit, like everybody, like they want to tell you how to be American. And I think like it's wrong. And the national anthem thing is like weird in the NBA because you look at Dallas, their greatest player is a German. Do they play the German national anthem during games? No. Their best player right now uh, Luka Doncic, I'm not sure where he's from. I think Serbia. Like, do they play that national anthem? Um, Christoph Porzingis is on the Mavericks. Why don't they play everybody's mm-hmm. national anthem that's on the Mavericks? Like, that's it, Olympics. Yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's weird. Like, it's an international game. You have a Canadian team. Like, why don't they play the yeah. Canadian national anthem at every arena? Because one of your teams is Canadian. So, uh, is it just come? It's confusing where, mm. you know, where do we stop? Where do we begin and where do we end? That's the, that's my thing with the national anthem thing. Yeah, with the whole like Kate Smith, the whole like uh, you know, God bless him, everything. As a piss break, you know, people are like, all right, let's go. But there's some people that are like, it mean it would mean more to them. But I guess people that are actually you know Amer- you know, like here, it just becomes like a r- routine. So basically, God Bless America is the same as Cracker Jack, which is a brand brand name. You know, it's basically become so like, eh, like it's like flimsy. Like like we don't care anymore. Like you said, routine. Cracker Jack. Like you said, routine. Routine. It's part of. It's part of that. Like, like I said, with the Pledge of Allegiance, like when you're in school, it's just like something you're supposed to do. But then, like as an adult, you look back on it, it's like it's weird. We really have to stand. With yeah, our thing, it and it's like if you took like a video of American kids doing the Pledge of Allegiance, and then dub it over with like, you know, the North Korean national anthem, and like us singing about, and, and dub it over with a song thinking about singing about like Kim Jong Un, you'd be like, this is weird, not realizing like, yeah, yeah it is weird when like you take it out of context and you put it on another country but when you put it in this country it's like oh it's normal like it's, it's... Yeah. and then and the you, other yeah. thing yeah no i totally agree with you i'm, I'm on 100 board uh but what i'm saying is like then what do you do though like you pledge allegiance to mcdonald's you pledge allegiance to starbucks like like or do you probably what like you know like you mean like you, you don't have to, I mean you you, like, you know where, what I'm like, where does you it have, where does it end? Like do you like are you Yeah, saying, oh, you get like, what I'm saying? Like like when you go to McDonald's, like do you have to say the pleasure of allegiance before you order? No, not even that, just in America, but like uh America started as a company, you know, or like you know, it was a it was a company. where we are from, the uh the Dutch East or just Dutch West Dutch West company was a company. And of course, we started, you know, they, they, they slaves and stuff. It was a company, like, you know, like you know, it's like, I don't know, where do we go? 
like where, where do we stop like is there like a uh i'm a nerd i like star wars a uh, star trek they have the, the starfleet where there's no you don't you know you you don't like believe in anything you just like you are who you are you are you are and then you have uh just you abide by like the starfleet uh you turn into a real nerd there but uh but yeah but this company i said again this country started as a company with the uh colonies and stuff so it's like god had nothing to do with it and then you know i don't know it's it's very complicated i'm sure there's you know as many books that people can jump out and read Uh, i could recommend them with below that i've read I don't like Adam Silver. Like last year, like we talked about it with like the NBA too, where it's like um with the the Black Lives Matter on the court and then the race the the um racial equality phrases on the back of the jersey. And I remember I said it at the time. I was like, it's it's like performative. And then you start this season and like Adam Silver, he's ass, and that's when you kind of should have known. You kind of should have known like the. The, the con was was in when he when they asked him about it, it was like oh, are you continuing it into this season and it's like well you know our players we're gonna like you know we we can't really do it anymore on the court we have to now it's time for our players and our league to demonstrate it off the court and blah 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 and that's kind of like far-fetched because how the fuck do you, would you know what they're doing off the court they could say they're doing this and they're doing that, but like, is anybody really seeing them doing it? And then a situation like this comes up where it's like, you know, an owner says, All right, I own this team, I own this arena. Um, so when my team's playing, I just feel like it's it is I, I I prefer not to have the anthem be played, um, than to have a conversation about it. And then the first thing he does is like, no, every arena is gonna play the national anthem, and it's like, but why? Yeah, it's like, are we in an, are we, are we, not, like, we're like, that's like, I understand, like, if I, like, blew out my knee in college, and then I started work, I started playing in, like, Slovenia, or whatever, I would understand them playing the Slovenian thing, it's like a Slovenian, whatever, but, you know, like, America, you know, like, it's very, it, it's, it's international, it's global, we don't have to do this anymore, you know, you know what I'm saying, like, you don't have to, yeah, and I, and... that makes sense? The thing about it is, especially with the, what it represents. And the thing about it is, like I say, it's like Thanks, people are trying to tell you like what what is patriotism. What, what is patriotism? It's like, all right, well, okay, let's put it this way: if I went to um Iraq and I did like fifteen years and multiple tours and did all of this stuff on my country and sacrifices and all of that stuff, right? lost friends um seen a lot of shit got like ptsd and all that stuff and then come back to this country and then i decide like you know what like colin kaepernick is right like you know until this country starts being representative of all the citizens i'm I'm just not gonna stand for the anthem and then you got like um some like fucking hick from like wyoming or some shit like that like he he stands for the anthem and he owns like a fucking like star spangled like banana hammock and has like a 
picture of like George Washington tattooed to his eyes. And you're trying to tell me like that person will be more patriotic than, you know, me being like a veteran because he stands for the anthem. Like, and that's basically what they're saying. I totally agree. Yeah, it's uh, just, you know, it's like a ritual. Do I, do I have to bring it up? Yeah, it's a ritual, like religious ritual. Uh, I brought it up earlier. I said how like I would do the Pledge of Allegiance and then I would also do like the whole like prayer and stuff. Uh, yeah, and, and it's even not even if you don't even believe in it, like you just do it. And it's not it's not like an exaggeration when people say like this is the only country that does this shit. Like every other country, the only time they play the national anthem is when the national team is playing. Like World Cup, yeah, that, Olympics, that's what I meant, like that. Like yeah. it, it doesn't happen in other countries. It's only in this one. Like in this country, it's just like you have to hump the shit out of the flag. Like, uh, yeah, and like, I no no explanation yeah, for it. The Euro leagues, the Euro leagues. How many countries are involved? Like it's just like oh, I actually was watching a Euro basketball game like a couple of days ago, and it was just like oh my, just the you know they didn't say where they're from, but like, you're like oh this guy you know is German you know the American guy, um, you know Canadian dude. Um, it was not, it had nothing to do with, you know, patriotism and stuff. Um, but I understand, like, I like hearing more about that because, um, uh, I like looking back and realizing, like, all that stuff I just did, like, little ritual stuff and just, I like, ritualistic things I did, um, and it, it got to, like, kind of, like, second guess it a little bit, you know, even though I was very involved. Uh, for the last like twenty years, um, yeah. So, what is what 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 is the end goal of this whole like Mark Cuban thing? Mark Cuban obviously has uh, political aspirations. No, did he say no? I thought he had uh, thought he had goals to do something uh, higher than business, or not higher than business, other than the business. Did I come up at all? In this, no. I think it's just him being. I mean, when owners, other owners, do virtually shit that's like on code to maintain like white supremacy, right? They do that shit, and nobody criticizes them, right? So you got this one owner who's a billionaire white dude, but he's looking at it, and he's like, you know what? Like, all right, I have the means. Um. I have the means to be um to show some kind of like some kind of like initiative in this in order to bring about some kind of change, right? And he utilizes it. And guess what? It it, it ruffles the feathers because it breaks the status quo. Because all of these other leagues, it's like, all right, you're a rich white man, you're supposed to do rich white man shit, which in turn also includes um at least some kind of like overt or subversive racism. And he's trying to like buck that trend. Whether or not that shit has to do with him trying to like seek political office, like that's to me, for me, it's, it, it, it don't really matter to me. Like I'm just looking at him, like, you know, being at the forefront and just saying, like, you know what, like, let's end this let's end this discussion here. Like, do we really need, okay. So the thing is 
who's standing and who's sitting and who's doing who's on the knee when the anthem is being played. Let's just end the conversation there. Let's not play the anthem. Do we need it? No. Is it part of the official game rules that the, the, the game cannot start without players standing for the anthem? No. So he looked at it from that perspective. He's like, if it's not necessary, what is the point of having this whole discussion over it and this whole controversy over it? And he's in a power, he's in a position of power in order to bring about change. And I, I'm hoping that he becomes an example for all of these other other owners that are quote unquote um progressive, like your your um Robert Kraft and and you know, whomsoever else, like all these people who claim to be like, yeah, I'm on your side, blah, 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 but you still do the same shit. Like you still donating money to the Trump campaign and and all that shit. Like you probably these people probably finance the shit that happened on January 6th. But they're telling they're telling Mark Cuban that he's some kind of like anti-American person because he doesn't want to play the anthem. That's just beyond me. Yeah, and I bring it up because I remember like we're gonna get deep back into the early two thousands. Um, he was always known as like the he he got money from the, the the bubble, the internet bubble, and he was always like very close to his players, and he was very very. Hey, what do you need? What do you want to? Apparently, you know, like everyone was like, I want to play there. There, like you know, the, we have the whole like triple threat and the, the you know, the big three. But there were so many times where that almost happened in, in the maps. They won, but I, it was like they loved working for him because um, he was very, very like, you know, like, hey, how you how do you feel personally? You know, that that, that type of deal. So um, I think that also helped with. Um, uh Cuban being more outspoken and people can actually hey this guy hey like same thing you saying he, he could be just another owner just talking spouting off stuff but I think there's people behind him that are agreeing with him so they're backing him up you know and then you know he's not going to be called out for his bullshit you know because like you know other guys you know you know get called out on your bullshit but i think uh cuban is actually he has uh he has people behind him that are agreeing with him or we would know especially today yeah so we'll keep our eye on that okay so here on the show we talk a lot about streaming services uh many of our episodes we talk about like something that's on like a streaming service uh and then disney is one of the biggest ones um and their their draw is uh the star wars franchise is very big uh as well as marvel and with both there's controversy um so we're going to talk about the mandalorian actress so shug what happened with um with um, the mandalorian Okay, so Gina Carano, who was a former MMA fighter, I think mainly with like UFC, um, maybe one of them other companies. I don't watch MMA, so I might be wrong. Um, but she she played the um a character on Mandalorian who was like an ally to Mandalorian and she was to, to the Mandalorian, the main character. 
and she appeared in like I think maybe two or three episodes in the first season and then this season she might have appeared in like four or five of the episodes and during like Disney's um end of the year or when they have like their their um their shareholders meeting or whatever like they announced like a whole bunch of shit as Mike said for Marvel for the Star Wars franchise and one of those things um that was teased was that there would be three spin-offs from the um Mandalorian one of them already was kind of teased at the end of the final episode of the second season of the Mandalorian which was the book of Boba Fett and the other two were a show focusing on Ahsoka Tano who's like a famous character in the Clone Wars series as well as Star Wars Rebels and she was played by Rosario Dawson in the for the first time in live action on the Mandalorian and then the last show was called Rangers of the New Order or Rangers of the Rebellion and the idea was because in the second season Ahsoka Tano was um recruited by the Rebel Alliance or it's Rangers of the New Republic I think it's called and she was recruited by the um rebellion or the new galactic empire because it's set um after the events of revenge of the jedi and basically they have different rangers um it's kind of like a old west kind of thing like sheriffs and like marshals and stuff and like they're like the new um law enforcement of the galaxy and you know, being that she was the first ranger of the New Republic that we were introduced to, she was meant, uh, I assume, to play a big role, if not the lead role on that show. And apparently she fumbled the bag because of her um, political beliefs as well. And it's been for a while because even during the season, a lot of people brought up a lot of transphobic, homophobic, um, anti-immigrant, racist stuff that Gina Carano has said. And, you know, like I said, I don't watch MMA, but I I tend to find the link between, like, MMA people and, like, MAGA people to be, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. And you're probably like, well, you know, like, you, you watch wrestling, like, how 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 can you criticize like M and A and it's just like to me just two people like that are probably like you know souped up on all kind of different like drugs and and shit like that beating the shit out of each other for like two minutes it just doesn't fascinate me like I'm I'm sorry mm-hmm. I don't get the nuance of it but the, the I think yeah. the thing that uh, broke the camel's back was that this week she put out a post on YouTube saying kind of um i can't it was a long post but it kind of was kind of um trying to make a parallel between like jews during the holocaust being persecuted 
by people in Germany and Austria and making like a parallel or some kind of link between them and how she perceives people with right wing and like conservative beliefs to be, you know, you know, how they're being persecuted today, which is like crazy because like, I think if any group of people needs to be, uh, I want to say what I'm going to say, because it's going to sound fucked up, but Uh. the, you know, right wing people aren't being put to death. They're not being put in concentration camps. They're not being, um, put in gas chambers and any of the terrible atrocities that happen to Jewish people um, at the hands of the Nazi regime, regime. So the fact that she tried to make that link, it was extremely offensive. And Disney put their foot down and they just said, all right, you're fired. You never like it's not only that she's fired, but she's like banned from being a part of any yeah. um, Star Wars projects in the future. So was it worth it that's that's my question to her and where you left it with uh her um she doubled down on it you know she made a whole statement saying you know you're not gonna i should hey i don't i don't want to say it look like i'm i'm like uh i'm saying it but i have only just begun using my voice which is now freer than ever before and i hope it inspires others to do the same hey is she is she inciting an uh, insurrection you know what I actually they can cancel us if we don't let them i actually agree with her i hope more people do i hope more people do the same because you know what if you think the way she thinks and you're on a show that i like then i'd prefer not to support that show if you're on it so it'd be better if they got you off too so yeah gina carano i agree like if you use your voice, yeah, please, <laughs> yeah. so you could get fired. I hope. I hope. Wait, who's he? There's somebody else out of nowhere. I was like, oh, he's, oh, they're not. Oh, I there's somebody else. I knew. Uh, okay, I know the regulars. I know Tim Allen. I know Kevin Sorbo. I know everyone else. <laughs> you know, they're all uh, assholes. Mike, but there's somebody else that Mike, somebody else. Somebody else came out. Mike, they, Someone, they're gonna know, listen. They're gonna finally break <laughs> the record for vhs tapes that are sold on breitbart when they finally do the, oh MAGA, Avenger, the, the maga avengers movie with gina carano scott bayo antonio sabato jr um kid rock uh kevin sorbo and dean kane as like the maga avengers who all they do is like bitch and moan about snowflakes and you know complain hey day and night hmm. alex jones is gonna be like their um samuel l jackson like their nick fury yeah yeah we coming. can't get wait you're the one who does the you do the impression i don't know yeah it's it's coming to a um cracker barrel near you hey can you do the uh my i suggest you do the alex jones impression and just work in this whole thing because that's pretty funny. We'll work it up, Merrick. <sighs> <laughs> or do uh, our character we created well, that floundered. Well, listen, guys, we got a group up together. We got to go down to the Capitol. Yeah, like that's going to be the first movie. It's going to be like, you know, instead of Age of Ultron, it's going to be age of insurrection and it's just gonna it's gonna be about them going out to the we gotta go down to the capital we gotta fight for our country
we're gonna storm Nancy Pelosi's office. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I I didn't know much about like uh, you know, Mandalorian with her, but I mean, like obviously, either you know she was forced into this to like you know, hey, I would never say anything like that unless it's like. All right, you want to sign with us? Okay, you're now with us. Hey, by the way, you gotta you, you gotta say this weird shit, you know, like that. So obviously she's into that's her like beliefs. So um, I mean, Hollywood is full of it. It's crazy because really? it's like to me, it's like this. I've never like the only people that to me that get canceled are like people that are sexual predators. People who are who have like been like Nazi sympathizers, people who align themselves with like the KKK and shit like that. Like, it's never I've like there's been famous famous actors and actresses and musicians and entertainers and stuff like that that have been supporters of Mitt Romney, supporters of John McCain, supporters of George Bush, supporters of Ronald Reagan supporters of Richard Nixon and they hadn't been canceled. So I think it's not more about like, I think that's the difference there. It's not about like you're being persecuted because you're conservative and you're right wing. It's like, no, you're being persecuted because you're supporting a president or a person that incited a, a insurrection that incited people to storm the Capitol that incited like a whole bunch of racism and in this in incendiary rhetoric for the past four years. Like that's why you're being canceled. Nobody's canceling you because you're not liberal. Like I don't even fucking like liberals myself. Like I've said, I'm a liberal to an extent. I always talk about how I'm on Buzzfeed and I read the shit on there and they try to like, they try, they try to like, Make kind of all different excuses um, for all different types of behavior. Like I've told Mike this week, I'm like, they literally tried to like convince me that Anna Nicole Smith wasn't a gold digger. Like, you know, yeah. like, so I ain't even all the way on that side. So it's not that like people are being canceled for being conservative. It's just like you're being canceled because you said something that's anti-Semitic, you've been transphobic and you've been homophobic, you've been homophobic. Like that's why you're getting canceled. Like people like that in society, you cannot hitch your wagon to. Because I'm pretty sure if they would have popped that show on with her being the lead and her saying all of this shit, nobody would have never watched it. And you know what would happen? They would have sank million they would have sunk millions and millions and millions of millions of dollars into that show and not gotten any payoff from it like the mandalorian itself i feel like if i'm not mistaken i think every single episode costs like 20 million dollars like it's not like every single episode is like 20 to like 50 million dollars so it's like yeah if you're disney you're looking at it it's like yo like obviously Obviously, people are not gonna want to be a part of this show. And then on top of that, it's probably gonna have like actors or producers or directors that's not gonna want to be associated with that show. So they cut her loose. And I think like the yeah. thing I always say, and I've been saying it from the time we started doing this show, 
freedom of speech is the first amendment but freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequences it does not mean freedom of consequences because at the end of the day the things you say there's going to be a reaction to them and you have to be able to deal with that reaction like yes you have the right to say what you want to say but obviously there's going to be like consequences and you can't be like oh it's cancel this cancel that and i hate cancel culture like them right-wing people they only fucking hate cancel culture when it's one of their people being canceled like when they canceled when when it's like it's clear as day at this point that colin kaepernick is never going to play another down of nfl football like i could say that with extreme confidence that he's never going to play again because it's been too long. It's been five years. Like if he does awesome and I hope it happens, but at this point, like the chances of that happening, it are very slim. And that was those right wing people. They canceled him. But when it's that cancel culture, it's cool. But now when it's like, all right, this bitch said some incendiary shit about Jewish people and about gay people and about trans people and stuff like that now you don't want to face consequences now it's not cool like when it was all like get that son of a oh get that son of a bitch off the field when trump was saying that like it was cool it was cool then but now it's not cool yeah um i agree okay here we are uh as everyone knows we've been watching the bachelor season 25 together uh shug um episode five right uh so what's going on with uh what happened in episode five yeah so then it started off this week it started off where the last episode ended where um yesenia and mj were kind of like in a you know he was going to talk to each of them like individually and figure out who was telling the truth about like you know the you know the whole mean girl um dynamic that was going on in the house and because basically Yesenia was um accusing MJ of that um and like it was just um they kind of had like this this talk about like weak bitch weak bitch energy and from MJ's standpoint it was like not like tearing you know another girl down like basically like snitching on them to make them look bad to my and then, like, to Yesenia, it was weak bitch energy was just not telling the truth. Um, but at the end of that, um, MJ ended up getting sent home. So prayers up for my boy Mike over here because I was his favorite. Uh, not personality-wise, but just that's how I like it. And then MJ felt that Yesenia had sabotaged her. You know, that's what they talk about you know when they they showed them in the car ride back home um showing them in the back of the 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 jeep the suv like crying and you know she was like you know yesenia had sabotaged her then serena c got at my favorite casey and accusing her of being like the center of drama and you know perhaps you know, she's usually the one that brings up, like, you know, the toxic behavior of the house. Um, 
And they immediately went to the rose ceremony. They usually have like this cocktail party, but they went straight to the rose ceremony. And um, the one girl, Ryan, who she was part of like the five new girls that came on uh, like two episodes before this. And she was kind of like crying and like, she was like, I'm scared. I'm going home. Like, yeah, I didn't really get to know him. And I just thought like, it was a bit much. Like, you've only been there for, like, a week. So, like, calm down. Like, all right, you you, you didn't get to make that impression. Like, maybe he's not that into you. And you didn't get to um, – because if he was that into you, he would have made the time. Yeah. Well, then with, like, Katie, um, you know, being accused of being, like, the center of drama. Like, I could understand where she was coming from because the reason why she brought the thing up to – Matt was because when um the one girl I, f- I forgot her name now when she had to go back home she decided to leave um uh, Victoria and like the other girls on the show were kind of like bad talking her and like I'm you know if like I could understand it because I'm like I've always been told if like people could talk bad about other people um while you're around like they'll most likely talk bad about you while you're not around. So I think she tried to get in front of that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, um, a lot of people like that are also very uh, reactionary. So like, yeah, that's the whole point of, uh, of that. Uh, and then this, um, a girl, um, Heather, who was on a previous season of The Bachelor. I guess she became friends with, like, the former Bachelorette, um, Hannah. Yeah. And yep. she, Hannah had told her that Matt was, like, her perfect match. So she did, took it upon herself to pull up in, like, a Dodge Caravan, which is a weird choice of, like, car. Not because, like, I was expecting to roll up in, like, a luxury car, but why is, like, a woman who's driving, like, by herself with, like, maybe, like, a suitcase? Like, one suitcase. Why is she driving a minivan? It didn't make sense yeah. to me. Um, well, yeah. Well, if I could be the little uh, guy to pop in, uh, that felt like a very uh, produced, like, let's start some shit. Yeah. Yeah, but like, because you know, yeah. So she 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 didn't she pulled up and she wasn't wearing like it it was a weird um, like it was a weird picture because like Chris Harrison pulled up to the gate with like the camera crew who were and he had on a mask, they all had on masks and then like the security guy who's at like the gate, he had on a mask and like she pulls up with like no mask and then like. You know, Chris is like, you know, oh, this is a surprise. You know, he didn't, they didn't bring it up. But me as a viewer, I'm watching. I'm like, yo, like, all of these girls have to, like, quarantine and do all of this stuff. And, like, obviously, the show itself is taking, like, the pandemic seriously. And then to have this chick pull up and she doesn't have, like, a mask on, I'm like, I already don't like you. Um, But it's a weird scene because he did tell her. He was like, all right, even if we do let you on the show, like, it's not going to be today. It's not going to be today. You're going to have to quarantine for like a week or whatever it is and then um you'll come on um just a random note piper she's hot to me 
even if I didn't have like uh-huh. shit in common with her, uh-huh. even if I didn't have anything no, in common right. with her, I would like like I would try to like and she, I was the bachelor, I would try to get to know her regardless. So I get why he went out of his way to like make her one of his um individual dates for the show. Um and then at the end of their date, they saw like um some kind of like performance. Uh and it was like a country artist, and it was just weird to see like this black guy and this black girl like being entertained by like country, but that's something I'm gonna bring up later. Like maybe it could have yeah. been a, maybe it could have been an R and B group, and then they went bowling and then and then yeah. ran, random observation. Um Matt pulled up wearing like the Charlie Harper, um Charlie Sheen from Two and a Half Men. Like his shirt, like that he always wore, because they went bowling, and I, you know, it's like a bowling shirt. And this is what kind of got me angry. His second individual date was Katie, who of course is my favorite. I've said if I was on a show, she would have won. Um, but he sent her home. Like it was the first, you know, um, date. You know, they have these dates where he gives them the rose, and he's like, all right, like I'm gonna give you this rose. Um. But he was like, no, nah, I'm gonna keep this rose. Um and I want you to go. And like she left. Like he sent her home and I was just like, he's 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 a bozo. Uh she could do better. Anyway, uh that, that was like my first reaction. I think this was like the first episode that had me feeling like emotions. Like I was like angry, sad, but I'm gonna get to why I was angry later on. Um and I was just thinking, I was like, man, like me and Mike's crushes are gone now. So I guess we could be, if, if we're going to continue doing this thing, we could be objective now. Um, and a whole episode arc, to me, it seemed like Matt's um, heel turn. And I had to take a quote when I talk about Matt. Um, I had to take a quote from one of my favorite TV characters from one of my least favorite TV shows, uh, Frank Costanza. And that quote is, I know E, no ah, she yo. This guy, he's not my kind of guy. <laughs> like, that's what I, that, that's, that, that's the conclusion. I was like, this guy is not my kind of guy. Wait. Like, I, I just... For your, <laughs> for your least favorite show, man, that's the best. That is the best reference. Uh, that's great. This, this guy is not my kind of guy. Like, I've been saying that for years. I've been saying that for years, even though I don't really, I'm not a fan of Seinfeld. But yeah, like this guy is not my kind of guy. It's something. It's a phrase that that resonates with me because I meet a lot of people who that guy yeah, ain't my kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, might talk about some uh, any anything because I know you didn't get to watch. So anything there you wanted to? Yeah, do? I mean, like I watched the clips. Uh, be honest with you, you know, long week. You know, I watched the clips. Um, I kind of like got clouded over with you know other things that you know the other controversy and stuff. But for the pure, I love uh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm very tough. I talk a lot, but uh, for the actual show, 
for The Bachelor. Um, yeah, I was disappointed that um, that my you know one of one of the girls. It would have been nice to see her keep going on. All right, so as we said last week, Rachel. A lot of people I know her in high school and also people I know her in college. It came out that she did a lot of like racially insensitive stuff, you know, um picking on girls because you know they um dated black guys, which is ironic, being that she is one a contestant on a show where uh the prize is being you know getting engaged to a black guy and then also some inappropriate um costumes like dressing up in native american um in like a native american costume for halloween stuff like that and she finally came out and apologized you know did the cliche um insert uh i i you know um the cliche iphone note pad note um apologizing for the shit now that it's come to light and chris harrison actually had to apologize on i think it was rachel Lindsay who was the first black bachelorette um i guess she has like a podcast or some kind of show now um that he appeared on and you know he was saying like you know we should give them some kind of like grace and try to like uh give her the yeah. time to like explain or whatever and you know i just think and it's weird i think he he actually like policed himself because you know i think it's inappropriate to hear from a white guy like all right like you know like let's 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 not jump to conclusions on like you know her racism so he he kind of like policed himself he was like you know what nah like I have to apologize for that because it's not my place to to do that. But the thing with Rachel, I just found it weird that it's just like you've you knew you did these things. You applied to be on the show, auditioned for the show, uh, went through the whole process of being selected to the show. Like, why, why did it take you getting to episode five or four at the time and basically the word around the internet is that she's like the fav she's the person that's eventually gonna win this thing why did it take all of that for you to apologize like why not jump out in front of it like if it's really like if you want me as a black person as a black person to find it um as a sincere gesture that you're apologizing it would have came a lot sooner it wouldn't have came after um, these people I knew you brought it to light because you knew what you did and you knew what you did was wrong. And especially if you're in this relationship now with this this black man, which is a whole other thing I'm about to get into. Um, why don't you like apologize before? Like apologize before the show started. If anything, maybe that would have had people rooting for you because you would have been like, oh, all right, like, oh, that's that girl. Like, she she learned from her mistakes, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it's like, I don't even think you learned from your mistakes. You just got caught. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree what you're saying. Like, um, I was thinking about like, like if you docked, if you dox me right now, if you dox me right now, like you actually find like, not like a tweet, but maybe like an actual relationship I had with someone. Oh, they happen to be, you know, someone else, you know, different race, whatever. But, um, you know, uh, maybe I was an asshole. You know, I boys and race. It's it, you know, it's a back and you know the actual interaction with someone. So um, I'm always wondering, like with like doxing and stuff and all that. I feel like everyone is always trying to either say you know you know say something about uh, oh no I'm not this or I'm not that, and then the, someone else shows shows you know. A, like a tweet or whatever and if you jump in front of it then everyone's going to just go back way deep into your other stuff if you have a history and if you're on bachelor yeah you have a history so it would be interesting to see sense. um you know eventually if she's the person that gets picked and eventually she'd be married or engaged to this black man if like maybe she'll expand on that a little bit more um and she did talk about like her parents or you know being raised in that way so if like that's matt's future in-laws uh, you know he he should um look into that but speaking of matt um this episode um not only for like his, you know him sending home um Katie and and stuff like that that kind of like pissed me off and I'm gonna preface this and I'm not gonna say like Matt is any less like I'm any more black than he is and he's any less black than I am I'm pretty sure if you know me and him got pulled over by the cops we'd probably have the same experience which would probably not be a good one um and I'm pretty sure he's had as many racist incidents happening to him in his life as much as me if not more because he's from the south um you know raised here in new york but you know new york can be racist i've said that on several occasions on this show is just they do a lot better job of covering it up but i realized this episode i was thinking to myself like first of all the first um red flag to me was again not country music performance i'm just like uh why wasn't that like r&b or like black performers on the show because like so far the only black people i've seen on the show the only black man i've seen on the show is matt the only black women obviously are the contestants who a good amount of them are actually like gone now. Um, and I'm like, man, like, you know, I was watching our show. I was like, can I, can I, can I get like an R&B performance? Like this was like an episode of New York, New York on the cover. Like if you remember New York on the cover back in the day when they used to have like Mary J. Blige or some shit on there, like, you know, like, can I get like a, a, a Brent Fires or um, 
Roy Woods Jr. or Sir or somebody like you know one of them people like performing, I would have been fly. Um, and my question is like, why does he only have white friends? Like his best friend, who's his roommate, came on the show, and I think he was like the like an ex bachelorette um contestant and he was like a white guy he's like this is my oh, brother yeah. blah 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 and then a couple of weeks ago i can't remember if he, that was his friend or they just brought him on because he was um a former bachelor but um the one guy a couple of weeks ago i'm like he was white but obviously like all of the bachelors were white so if you're gonna have him talk to another bachelor they would be white but i don't know if they were friends um mm. only family member of his that they showed was his mom who was white and it's like even if like he's estranged from his father like they showed pictures of his dad so he knows who his dad is and they also said he had a brother so he's black why not have him on a show um or any of his father's like family members why weren't they on a the show um and it's like, did they, did they just pick like the safe Negro? Like to me, I think, and that's where I feel insulted because we talk about representation. Like I feel insulted because I feel like they picked, it's like, oh, this is the first black bachelor. And then in fine print, it's like, yeah, but he's like basically a white guy. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd, I'd prefer, like, why, why couldn't you have like an actual like brother on it like actual like black guy like because it ain't even like they did some kind of like nationwide search they just picked him because he was that one guy's roommate uh the one that they had on the episode this week so you know i i just feel like uh, I, I hate that bait and switch i think i talked about it before with um that that real world where i'm like hmm. they never really show the black guys doing anything um, so I always used to watch and try to find like the black guy I could relate to. And I'm like, they never showed a black guy um, hooking up. The only time they ever showed a black guy doing something is when he's in conflict with one of the white people that he lives with. Something that Dave Chappelle didn't on. David. Uh, yeah. Um, David. Do, yeah. Do you remember it, David from yeah. the early 90s? Yeah. So like I'm saying, that's the only yeah. time they would show him. Like they would show... Though they, the only time they were showing them do. doing something is when they are in conflict with the white housemates. Yeah. Like they would never oh. show them hooking up. They wouldn't show them like doing stuff. Like they would only show them and not like, like, oh, like let's get him while he's aggressive. So I always used to watch the real world as a fan of the real world. Um, for many, many years, I always used to tune in and be disappointed by like the lack of attention, like the one black guy got. And then the one year they actually do give the black guy attention, it comes out like he's gay. And I'm like, all right, so now you're going to show him hooking up and doing all that shit. But like, you couldn't show a straight black man just being him. Um, And like, like that's what I said, like with this black bachelor shit, I'm just like, this is really disingenuous. And, I, and the thought like crossed my mind. I want to hear your idea on this, Mike, you know, the same way like they have American Idol on, you know, it used to be Fox, now it's ABC. And then they created like America's Got Talent or um The Voice or the stuff like that, like the different like offshoots or the different like alter alternatives. 
um to the the idol and i'm just like why don't one of these other networks nbc cbs uh fox even the cw like why don't you create an alternative to the bachelor where like you could put a brother on it and he could actually be a brother and he's not like some brother that is like oh like he's 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 white people friendly and that's what i feel like they did with matt like no offense to matt like he seems like a, a nice guy i'm not trying to shit on him i'm just saying like i feel like i was fleeced into watching this show all right well i will try to uh do my best um but the last thing you said um you know different program different programming like you know say you're you're literally segregating the audience um this is not the way to go by the way um i think it's like them slowly slowly hey he's safe this guy's safe hey hey shook shook he's safe hey you know like it's kind of like a you know, kind of like the whole thing with like, you know, country music. Okay, we're gonna push it, push it into you kind of slowly. If that makes sense, you know, does that make sense? Where it's like, oh, not at once. Oh yeah, I'm very, I'm very liberal. I'm very liberal. Yeah, I like the Bachelor. Yeah. Oh, they have a black guy now. Oh, not at once. You know that type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like where it's like gradual gradual but i don't think so i, I honestly i, I kind of like again it's not my opinion i i'd rather listen to you my first reaction when i was watching it um and i came to that realization you know at the end of the episode i was like you know like dumb choosing matt and matt's whole personality and his vibe like to me, it's just like this is only slightly less as, uh, less offensive than if they just had like a white dude on there in blackface. Like honestly, that was my first reaction. I might have been extreme, and that's why like I'm glad we had some days in between me watching it and me like putting my thoughts and my notes together. Cause like I don't want to like I'm not trying to shit on my. And I'm not trying to say, like I said, I don't think he's any less black than me. I'm I'm thinking this is my idea. He's probably made, raised mainly by his mom, who is white. Probably spent on a majority of his time with his family, with her family, who is white. And probably grew up with friends who were all white. And that's why he's the way he is. And it's just like the episode of Fresh Prince where that one dude, when they were trying to get into that black fraternity, and that dude was like, oh, Carlton, you, he ain't even black. Da, 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 da. And, like, that was the whole point of the episode. I'm not trying to, like, shit on him. I'm just saying. Now, like, Mike, I guess you were trying to, like, um, kind of suggest is that maybe they were trying to, like, ease people in um, to the idea of having, like, a bachelor that wasn't white. Um, perhaps... My thing is, if you're going to do things, you don't do things like half-hearted. If you're going to have the first black bachelor, like, dude should be fucking black. Like, if he was me, look at it this way. I ain't saying, like, 
oh my god, like Bruce should have like a whole fucking like family reunion on the shit and then have his um have the contestants being like um uh basically like dissected by his family like verbally or whatever or interrogated by his family. No, I'm just saying like why couldn't they just have like a brother? Like if you had like somebody like me, right? Mike, you're a friend of mine, you're white. So one episode we would have had you on there, right? But a couple episodes after that, they would have my homeboy, they would have like my boy Shane on there. He's black. A couple episodes after that, you could have had Joel on there. He's black and Latino. So I would have had like this diverse group of friends, but to have this guy, it's like everybody, he's the only black person. He's the black bachelor, but he's literally the only black man that I'm seeing on my screen. Every other person that comes in here, your host is white. Uh, No offense, Chris Harrison. Um, His whole family, his, his mom is white. She comes on the show. His two, the two other male people that he's like, talking to their white and i'm just like all right like this is not the first black bachelor this is the first black guy this is the first person that happens to be african-american that's a bachelor like i don't know because i wouldn't be surprised if the next bachelor after this is a white guy like and you don't ever see another black bachelor for years but I think on this first go around, it was I was it was I definitely feel like I was like hoodwink, bamboozle, led astray, run amok. <laughs> As yeah, I, I get the illusion. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, I want to jump into um, the Bachelor. Uh, sure. Um, Watching a show like I was watching a show and I I saw it in a different way with the way you you were talking about it and um, yeah I watched the show and stuff and then you, like you said one thing about uh, how, how you watch it and then how I watch it then how you think I watch it that's been going on for a while like where I'm like wow I didn't even think that. Yeah. yeah, so Mark Cuban, um, shout out to you for yeah. kind of like bucking the trend of, oh, you know, I'm a rich uh, owner and I own this team and, you know, I gotta, you know, basically uh, told us some kind of like show this uh, patriotism for show that all of the sports leagues are doing now. Um, it's crazy because it's 20 years this year, September 11th, this year will be 20 years from the actual event. And, you know, I think like the more and more we're removed from it and the more and more you're trying to do this whole like forced patriotism thing, the more it's like watered down um, when we uh reflect on days like september 11th and the tragic events and things that actually brought us together as a country um and i don't think like it should have to be done every time before uh, um sporting event you know maybe before game one of the world series 
game one of the NBA Finals, game one of the Stanley Cup, uh, the Super Bowl, stuff like that, maybe. But I think the national anthem just should be reserved for like special occasions, uh, patriotic events. Um, and then Gina Carano, like, the words have actions. And you know what? If you got canceled by Disney, I always thought, think cancel cancel culture is like a myth because I think people, um, the market dictates whether or not you're relevant. So if the market is saying to Disney that it's probably not financially feasible or, um, you know, it could cause like a financial windfall and, you know, like it could make this new show, this uh, Rangers of the New Republic, like basically a sunk cost um, by having her being the lead character or her being a part of it in general. Like you as Disney have to look at your profits. And it's, it's crazy because Disney, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in 14 months, they beat uh, their subscriber goal by like four years so disney plus is obviously doing great without gina carano and like gina carano was like she was really good in the episodes i'm not gonna lie um that she appeared in mandalorian but you know you you hooked up with ben shapiro and perhaps now um you know the people who are like-minded like her will support her and keep her afloat uh she could look at it that way. And in my way, I'm, you know, she's saying to people like, listen, use your platform and let your voices be heard and all that bullshit. Like, cool. I hope so. Cause if like somebody on some show that I like is, you know, spitting anti-Semitic, transphobic, homophobic, racist shit. And that's the thing that's on their, their mind and they don't want to let off. And they finally let that off. And I'm like, and, and the, showrunners or the producers or whatever are like okay like let's get rid of that person that's that's a-okay by me that's like i said the the marketing dictating um the market dictating you know how things go um and on the bachelor you know i was thinking to myself i was like you know i'm really upset at this episode like i said i feel kind of fleece by this idea that um or this theory I have that Matt is basically like the seat, the, the safe Negro um, that they chose. And then coinciding with the fact that like, you know, my favorite uh, woman on there, Katie is gone. Mike's favorite woman on there, MJ, she's gone. I was like, should we keep doing this? And you know what? Yeah. Hey. Listen, listen. We're keep in- going. Yeah, we're gonna keep going with it, man. Like, screw it. Like I said, we're gonna be. If anything, we're gonna, um, you know, be a lot more objective now. And since we're not attached, um, emotionally to anybody, any of the contestants, now we could watch it objectively, and we keep giving you guys some great content. As far as I'm concerned, my hope is that at the end of this, like, I could put together like the whole all the segments that we do on the Bachelor and make a little YouTube playlist so any Bachelor fans could come together and check it out on our YouTube channel. We got a lot of good stuff coming out on our YouTube channel. Check out um, 
my video on Kurt Schilling and the Hall of Fame that was actually taken from episode 37. That's on there. Um, talk about a lot of the things we talk about with Gina Carano and the National Anthem. Um, check out part three of my um, Blacks in Baseball history. Oh, part two. I mean, part three is coming soon. Um, I got another story time that's coming out and a few more of those that will be coming out soon. And at some point, we will start bringing back our Sugar Reviews the Brews. Uh, we got a big-ass back catalog. We have, like, 40 of them that we shot, and we only put out, like, six. So, obviously, a lot of those are going to start coming out at some point. And Mike's got some stuff that he's been working on and trying to upload on there. So, keep a lookout for that. Shout out to our dedicated listeners. And this has been episode 39 of Shug Me the Mooney. Shug Me the Mooney. Shug Me the Mooney. Shug Me the Mooney. We out.